hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 83 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Today we're going to talk about archery and bow hunting. Now that we are into October, a lot of states are now opening up their hunting seasons with archery-only season. So what is archery and why is it so exciting to get involved into this lifetime and lifelong sport? Archery is the art and skill of shooting with a bow and arrow. Although it does not require great strength, it does require some fundamental skills and precision of the shooter's form. Archery is a sport where the shooter must build their coordination and through countless hours of practice, increase their accuracy and consistency. Getting involved in the sport of archery is extremely rewarding, not only for the person who's shooting, but also for their friends and family who may be joining them. Archery can be enjoyed in large social circles or can be exclusively spent as an individual sport. For a more gratifying experience, archery can be done as a family activity. There are countless opportunities to get involved with different clubs, leagues, and tournaments. Learning archery and getting more involved in learning how to do archery has many benefits. Archery increases hand-eye coordination. It teaches patience overcoming frustration, it improves your focus, it develops skills, and it definitely builds your self-confidence. Archery is great for increasing motivation, self-discipline, and concentration. It is a sport that anyone can participate in regardless of their ability. Once shooters are taught the safe way to handle bows and arrows, your opportunities in this sport are endless. Many people make the mistake of waiting a little bit too long to get introduced into archery. As with any activity, 
get kids involved and get them involved at a young age. As kids grow older, their free time seems to go less and less, and the demands of school, homework, and sports seem to get in the way of getting kids outdoors and enjoying sports such as archery. It is never too early to put a bow in their hands. Furthermore, if this is a new sport to you as an adult, perhaps, it's a great way to do an activity together on the range, outdoors, spending that quality time learning this new skill. A trip to any local archery shop can help introduce beginners to this sport. Finding those reputable and highly recommended archery stores can help you talk to trained and qualified employees and shooters on staff that will help you learn all about what you need to do to get introduced and to get involved learning the sport of archery. Many archery shops these days not only have a very nice showroom with equipment and merchandise, but they also have a shooting range right there on property where they can teach you how to shoot, they may have classes that you can take, and they may even have private lessons that you can sign up for. You'll be unable to walk into a store, buy a bow and a set of arrows, and immediately go to the range and start shooting. There's some preliminary steps that new archers have to take before they can get themselves standing on the shooting line. First, you need to find out what your draw length is, what your draw weight is, and if you're left eye or right eye dominant. After making a selection of the type of bow that you like, whether it's visually attractive or it feels good in your hands, the most important thing is, are you able to pull that bow back? Draw weight is the greatest amount of weight that an archer will pull when drawing a bow or pulling the string all the way back before a shot is taken. Without physically pulling a string back on a bow off the shelf, there is a device that will actually measure your draw weight by pulling to see how much you can pull back, and therefore the store employee that is helping you will be able to determine which bow is best for you. The number one rule of bow safety is always make sure you have an arrow loaded in your bow before you ever pull back and fire. This is obviously done on a range when you're shooting at a target, but it's very, very unsafe and dangerous to pull a bow back without an arrow and let go. This is called dry fire, and it can cause serious damage to not only your bow and equipment, but it could also injure you pretty severely as well. With a traditional bow, the draw weight continues to increase as the bow is drawn back. A compound bow will increase to the greatest weight and then drop in weight after it breaks over to the holding weight. The holding weight is typically 20 to 30% of the peak weight. This allows the archer to hold on a target much longer with a compound bow than with a traditional bow. Your ideal draw weight is one where you can pull your bow back in a smooth and controlled manner. Once your bow is fitted at the proper draw length, you will be at your most comfortable and accurate position when you are at full draw. Draw length is a measurement of extended arm span from fingertip across chest 
to opposite fingertip in inches. When you divide this number by 2.5, the answer is a rough estimate of your draw length. Your draw length is approximately the same as your height in inches minus 15, then divided by two. These are a few ways to determine draw length on your own. The best suggestion and recommendation is to seek the advice from a professional in the industry who can best fit a particular type of bow to your body and make sure that you're not only safe, but you're comfortable. The next component to choosing which bow is right for you and oftentimes overlooked but yet very, very important piece of the equation is eye dominance. Eye dominance matters because this will determine whether you invest in a right-handed bow or a left-handed bow. Choose a bow that matches your eye dominance rather than your hand dominance. Right is right and left is left, usually. Most right-handed people are right-eye dominant, and most left-handed people are left-eye dominant. But this certainly is not the case for everyone. For some people, hand and eye dominance are opposite, which can create a dilemma for those participating in the shooting sports. The dominant eye will always command and take over the sight line when you shoot with both eyes open which is always the recommended way to line up on a target, keeping both eyes open. When you close one eye, not only do you lose all of your depth perception, but your muscles fatigue in your eyes and you lose your three-dimensional view. Everything turns into two dimensions. Shooting with both eyes open will allow the archer to see the whole sight picture, the target, and the background more easily. If you're shooting with equipment that does not match your dominant eye, you will not be able to effectively see your sight picture and your target as one image. Most often, double vision occurs when trying to do this. Your dominant eye needs to be directly behind the string to line everything up. The line of sight and path of arrow should be one and the same. One easy method to determine eye dominance is standing about 10 feet from a friend. Extend both of your arms and hands in front of your body and cross your hands on top of one another so they make a very small triangle between your thumbs and your index fingers. With both eyes open, raise up your hands and look through that hole you just made with your hands and look at your friend's nose. Keep both eyes open and your friend will be able to see your dominant eye through the small hole that you just made with your hands. Instinctively, your hands are going to raise up and your dominant eye is going to take over when looking through that hole. One of the most challenging things to overcome, not only for you, the individual trying to get into archery or somebody helping somebody get into archery is switching them over to their dominant eye if they are opposite hand dominance. If they've written or shot or golfed or bowled or swung a baseball bat, whatever sport they may have done with their right hand, and all of a sudden it's been determined that they're left eye dominant, it's a change of feeling, it's a change of muscles, getting used to lining everything up under that dominant eye. Sometimes, depending on the individual and the level of stubbornness, there may be a lot of resistance and pushback to switching over to that dominant eye. 
I've seen this many times when identifying eye dominance in new shooters, especially if there's a parent involved that does not want their kiddo to switch over to the left or the right, depending on their eye side of their body, if they've done the opposite all the way up to this point. It makes a world of difference lining everything up under your dominant eye, which ultimately will take over in every shot you take. You will increase your proficiency and your shooting 100% better if you switch everything over under your dominant eye and let that eye dominance take over to increase your shooting. There are a few basic things extremely important to recognize to a new shooter. Always seek the advice of a professional, go to a store, a reputable store, and talk to the workers, talk to the shooters, talk to people that know what they're doing, that's that's been around the industry for a long time, to help you select that perfect bow for the size and ability of you, the shooter. If a bow is too hard to use, if it's too hard to pull back or operate, a new shooter will lose interest due to the unnecessary grief and frustration with the equipment. Seeking this guidance from someone who knows the sport and know what merchandise is available in the industry will help you best suit yourself to make a much more fun, pleasurable, and enjoyable experience for everybody involved. There is a wide variety of bows on the market today that are made by several different manufacturers and come in countless brands, styles, colors, and designs. Your selection of bow and category of bow will depend on what your intended use for it is. Typically, bows fall into four categories. Long bows, recurve bows, compound bows, and crossbows. Some shooters will argue that the crossbow is technically not a bow, but we'll discuss this here in a little bit. The longbow is also called the traditional bow. This bow has been around since the beginning of time and was the most popular tool to take to battle due to its ability to shoot a very long distance. Today, the longbow is still a very popular choice for traditional archers and bow hunters. This bow is typically made from the wood of the yew tree and is around six feet long. Modern longbows are laminated with all forms of wood and fiberglass assembly. The shape of the longbow is slightly curved, giving the shooter the ability to pull the string back smoothly. The longbow is generally shot without sights and gadgets such as silencers and stabilizers. This is the preferred bow for quick and instinctive shoot-where-you-look shooting. These bows are not as fast as modern recurves or fast as modern compound bows. Some archers enjoy constructing their own bows, and the longbow is usually the all-time favorite to build. If you are not interested in the dazzling, accessory-adorned bows of today, the traditional longbow may be the closest you get to a vintage bow. By definition of the string touching or resting on the curved limbs of the bow when strung, this bow is called a recurve bow. Recurves are also considered a traditional bow, but the limbs are shorter than a long bow and they curve away from the belly of the bow, which can provide more power in a shorter bow than the long bow. 
The recurve also features a pistol-style grip that adapts well for use with a bow sight or other accessories. This bow is a popular choice because it's smooth, quiet, and fast shooting. The recurve has tips that curve away from the archer when the bow is unstrung. A recurve bow stores more energy than a longbow of equal size, allowing the arrows to travel a little bit further. The limbs of the bow are usually made from multiple layers of fiberglass, carbon, or wood on a core of carbon foam or wood. Arrows used with recurve bows are wooden shafted or heavy aluminum shafted arrows. The compound bow has a much more complicated design with many moving parts using a system of cables and pulleys to bend the limbs. By far, the compound bow is the most popular bow for hunting and for target shooting. There are many styles available, but they all work basically in the same manner. Wheels and cams are attached to the limbs and bowstring efficiently store energy as the bow is drawn to reduce the holding weight and make it easier to hold at full draw. Once the bow is pulled back, it comes over what's called a break point where you can hold the bow for a much longer period of time before you take your shot. The limbs of a compound are much stiffer than those of a longbow or a recurve. When the string is drawn back, the wheels or cams turn. An archer can draw back and aim for a much longer time with this bow. These bows have been around since the 1960s and are becoming increasingly more popular with bow hunters, competitive shooters, and youth who are new to the sport. Another desirable feature of the compound bow is its compact size. This allows archers to maneuver the bow in small spaces. Arrows used with compound bows differ significantly from arrows used with recurve or longbows. Shafts of arrows used with compound bows are usually made of aluminum alloy or a carbon composite material and are lighter than arrows used with recurves or longbows. Many compound bows are adjustable for both draw length and draw weight. A proper choice would be a bow that could be adjusted for more draw weight as you become stronger throughout your practice. Younger shooters benefit from a bow that allows them to adjust the draw length and their draw weight as their arms grow longer and they become stronger. Crossbows have also been around for a very long time. A crossbow could be considered a firearm in every sense of the word. The main difference is that it shoots short arrows called bolts rather than bullets. The crossbow has the appearance of a gun with a small bow attached to it and is held horizontally. The crossbow, like other bows, can be very accurate and powerful. It can come in many styles and designs, and the stock and limbs can be made from a wide range of materials like wood, steel, and modern composites like fiberglass and carbon. Crossbows are almost completely mechanical. They are typically loaded or cocked by placing your foot in the crossbow stirrup while it rests upright on the ground. The shooter bends over the crossbow and pulls the strings up or draws it back until it snaps into place and is loaded. Some crossbows have a mechanical winder that can be wound by hand and some newer designs have automatic cocking of the crossbow. The crossbow stock is placed on the shoulder 
and the shooter aims through a scope or a sight and squeezes the trigger to release the bolt, hoping to hit their intended target. Make sure that you know your state or provincial laws because there are different licenses and regulations of the crossbow compared to other bows. The next thing to consider is what type of arrow that you are going to use. A modern arrow can be described as the delivery system for the arrow's point. Arrows have four main parts, the shaft, fletching, the knock, and the points. The body of an arrow is called the shaft. Arrow shafts are made from wood, aluminum, carbon fiber, fiberglass, or a combination of aluminum and carbon fiber. Wooden arrows have shafts that are made from cedar, pine, or spruce. Finished arrows are fletched with feathers and are sometimes brightly painted, oftentimes referred to as dipped and crested, and matched in sets of dozens. The shafts are usually tipped with glue-on targets or hunting points. However, they may have a glue-on adapter that accepts a screw-on practice tip or broadhead. Wooden arrows are preferred by many archers who shoot a traditional recurve bow or a longbow. Wooden arrow shafts are not suitable or safe for use with modern compound bows or crossbows. Made from specifically formulated alloys, tubular aluminum shafts are shaped into a wide variety of sizes, colors, and spines for virtually every need. These hollow shafts are lightweight and can be manufactured to precise specifications. Most aluminum shafts are equipped with internal bushings called inserts that can accept screw-in points. These shafts may be fletched with feathers or plastic veins depending on the archer's personal preference. Three types of carbon fiber shafts are 100% carbon, carbon composite, and carbon aluminum. Fast and accurate, this design represents the leading edge of modern arrow shaft technology. This shaft is extremely strong and lightweight. Carbon fiber shafts are available in a variety of diameters, each with a specific option for inserts and points. Carbon fiber shafts may be fletched with feathers or plastic veins, again, depending on the archer's personal preference. Next are tubular fiberglass shafts, which are inexpensive and durable. These shafts possess adequate straightness for non-hunting archery shooting fun. These are good for beginning archers, clubs, schools, and low poundage equipment. Next, there's solid fiberglass. These are commonly used in bow fishing and are extremely durable and heavy. Their weight and mass allow them to penetrate below the surface of water for shooting carp, gar, and other rough fish. Again, check your local rules and regulations for what you can and can't do and the laws in your area related to bow fishing. Attached to a bow fishing reel by high strength line, the bow fishing reel is mounted on the bow near the sight window. These shafts may be fletched with slip-on style of plastic fletching because of their exposure to water. Many times, however, these arrows are not fletched because they fly such a short distance.
The next component of an arrow is called fletching. Fletching is made up of three or more veins or feathers. One of the fletches is a different color and is called the cock or index fletch. The remaining fletches are referred to as the hen fletching. The purpose of fletching on an arrow shaft is to stabilize the shaft during flight by causing it to spin as it leaves the bow. This can be viewed similar to a quarterback putting a perfect spiral spin on the football as he throws that pass. Spinning keeps the arrow on its flight path and it increases speed, accuracy, and ultimately a powerful impact. There are several different types of fletching. The first kind is called offset fletching. This type of fletching may be used for both hunting or archery target shooting. Three fletches are glued symmetrically onto the shaft 120 degrees apart. Some archers prefer four fletches per arrow attached 90 degrees apart. The ends of the fletches are offset by 1.5 to 2.5 degree of an angle. Next is helical fletching. This is another popular type of fletching for both hunting or archery target shooting. Fletches are glued onto the shaft in a slight spiral, which provides more spin and greater in-flight stability. Fletches also may be glued on a slight diagonal to the long axis of the arrow shaft. Another type of fletching is called flu-flu fletching. There are two methods for attaching turkey wing feathers for this type of fletching. A single uncut turkey wing feather is wrapped around the arrow shaft and glued in place, and it's picked apart to form a bristle-like appearance. Or you can attach three to six large uncut feathers and glue them onto the arrow shaft in an offset or helical appearance. Flu-flu arrows do not fly very far because of the increased resistance of the oversized fletchings. There are several different types of fletching material. There are plastic fletchings, which are made from soft, plastic, or vinyl, and these are often called veins. Veins are available in many sizes, flexibilities, and colors. They are perfectly matched and easily glued onto wood, aluminum, or carbon fiber shafts using a fletching tool called a fletcher or a fletching jig. There's also feather fletching, which is made from the wing pointer feathers of a turkey. The pointer feathers have a natural curvature distinct to the right and left wings of the turkey. You may use all left wing or all right wing feathers on your arrows, no matter which one of your eyes is dominant. You must use the proper left wing or right wing clamp to match your left wing or right wing feathers. A feather-fletched arrow will use either all right or all left wing feathers and never a mixture. The next component of an arrow is called the knock. The knock of an arrow is made of plastic and it serves as the attachment point to place an arrow on the bowstring. Snap-on knocks lightly snap onto or grasp the bowstring to prevent unintentional separation of the arrow from the bowstring. Prior to shooting, check your knocks for cracks, nicks, or any other damage. A damaged knock may not absorb the energy from your bow properly, causing it to dry fire.
A knocking point, also called a knock locating device, is most popular on recurve bows, long bows, or bows that are not using a release aid for shooting. This can be as simple as a small wrap of string or as elaborate as a rubber and brass band pinched onto the string at the appropriate spot. A string loop is often used as the knocking point when archers are using a release aid and are shooting short axle-to-axle compound bows. In order to shoot consistently, the location where the arrow joins the bowstring must be the same with each and every shot and with all arrow shafts. Proper placement of the knocking point or string loop is an important part of tuning your bow for the best arrow flight and accuracy. Again, the best place that you can go to make sure your bow is matched up properly is a reputable and knowledgeable archery shop who can help you set up your equipment. The final component of an arrow is called the arrow points. The type of arrow point defines its function. An arrow can be fitted with a variety of points designed for specific tasks, whether you're target practicing to big game hunting. The same one dozen arrows, when properly matched to your bow, can be tipped with practice points before hunting season. Later, they can be tipped with big game hunting broadheads that shoot similarly to the practice points that you've been practicing with. Arrow points are available in numerous styles, shapes, and weights, each of which are designed for a very specific purpose. There are bullet and field target points. These are designed to be shot into bag targets, foam targets, or grass-type targets. These can also be matched to the weight of big game broadheads that a hunter plans to use during hunting season. Practicing with weight-matched target point minimizes bow sight adjustments before hunting. There are judo or grabbing points. These are designed for field practice. Judo points are used while roving around under simulated hunting conditions and selecting targets such as leaves, stumps, or sticks to instinctively snapshoot. Judo points have small protruding wire springs or grabbing hooks on the arrow point to prevent the arrow from disappearing while you shoot into the ground cover. Judo points weigh the same as most popular big game broadheads. Next are blunt points. These may be used for small game animals such as rabbits, squirrels, and grouse. Again, check your hunting rules and regulations to make sure that you're following the proper rules and regs for the areas that you're hunting. Blunt points are flat instead of pointed, and they're made from rubber, plastic, or steel. Blunt points slightly flare out at the tip to form a much wider striking surface when shot while hunting. These deliver more shock to the target, which kills the animal by shock rather than penetration. These are oftentimes used with flu-flu shafts. Again, check your rules and regulations for the area where you'll be hunting to make sure that you can use this type of arrow on the game that you're going to be pursuing. The next type are called bow fishing points. These are made of steel and are designed to penetrate the hard scales of carp, gar, and other rough fish. Bow fishing points are equipped with a strong barb to allow retrieval of the fish. 
These usually feature screw-off or retractable barbs for easy removal from the fish. Again, checking your local rules and regs to make sure that you're doing the right activity in the right location based on your state or province guidelines for hunting. Next, we'll talk about broadheads. Broadheads are used primarily for hunting big game. Selecting the proper arrow and broadhead combination for your bow and the game being hunted is critical for the most penetration possible. There are three basic types of broadheads. There are fixed blades, removable blades, and mechanical blades. All broadheads, regardless of type, must be sharp, durable, and matched to your equipment and the size of the game being hunted. Blades must be sharpened after each practice and prior to going into the field to hunt. Broadheads are razor, razor sharp. To be safe, you always use a broadhead wrench to screw on your broadheads onto your shaft. This device covers the blades while a broadhead is being tightened on an arrow. If a wrench isn't used, the slightest slip can cause a serious cut. Next, you want to test the sharpness of your broadhead. A real simple device that you can make is to wrap rubber bands between two objects going horizontal and vertical, crisscrossing your rubber bands. Take your broadhead and pass it through the rubber bands, and if the rubber bands snap like butter, then your broadhead is sharp enough and ready for use. If your broadhead is too dull, the rubber bands will not break and they'll just move out of the way as your broadhead passes through. You want the rubber bands to snap and break as you pass your broadhead through as if you were going through a tub of very soft butter. One of the types of broadheads are fixed blades. These are used by many traditional style bow hunters and by bow hunters who are shooting bows with lower draw weights. Fixed blades are designed to glue directly onto the arrow shaft. They also may have a screw-in design that fits in a screw-in type and can be used with adapters placed on the outside or inside of the arrow shafts. Next are removable blades. These broadheads are designed so that the blades can be replaced and there is no need to discard the entire broadhead if only the blades are damaged. Finally are mechanical or expandable blades. These blades are retracted closed, and upon impact, the blades expand to expose the cutting edges. Make sure you always check the recommended poundage of the bow anytime that you're intending to use a mechanical or expandable blade. You want to make sure the broadhead is able to have the penetration that the bow can deliver to your intended target. Now that you know the basics of bows and arrows, the next step is to find your closest archery range, talk to some professionals in the field so they can get you hooked too into the lifelong sport and passion of archery. Come on back next week and hear about some of the accessories and different techniques that you can get into when learning all about archery. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, and creating memories that will last a lifetime. 
This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. In wild country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.